with Spotify, I think it's something like 40,000 songs every day released on Spotify. Oh. So for your noise to be heard as such, you've got to stick your head above the parapet somehow. You, you've got to stand out from the noise. There, there's, there's different ways to do that, but I, th I think you've just got to make sure everything you do is of a certain quality or you've got a story to tell. It's easy to get lost in today's music industry with constantly changing technology and where anyone with a computer can release their own music. But I'm gonna share with you why this is the best time to be an independent musician and it's only getting better. If you have high quality music, but you just don't know the best way to promote yourself so that you can reach the right people and generate a sustainable income with your music, we're gonna show you the best strategies that we're using right now to reach millions of new listeners every month without spending 10 hours a day on social media. We're creating a revolution in today's music industry, and this is your invitation to join me. I'm your host, Michael Walker. All right, I'm excited to be here today with Andy Parker. Andy is a musician and a music-obsessed industry professional. He runs the artist services team at Music Gateway, which is a full-service digital music distribution platform. He works to develop the teams and the processes for artists to, to be able to fully realize their mission statement, which is to empower independent artists which is awesome. And we were just talking a little bit backstage just about how special of a time it is right now being an independent musician where you know, in this new model, the music industry, you don't necessarily have to have a major record label or be have millions of fans, but you can really have a sustainable, really great, great career, great living independently as a musician. And so super excited to connect with them today to talk about um, as an artist who's starting out, what are some there's different options in terms of how you can grow your fan base in an authentic way, how to avoid fake bots and fake followers and kind of do things in a way that's really grassroots and, and authentic. So thank you so much for taking the time to be here today. You're welcome. I'm, I'm pleased to be here. Pleased to be here. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think I can, I can just bottle up, bottle up the, your voice and that accent and just listen to it as I'm falling asleep. It's fantastic. So to start out with, I'd love to hear a little bit about your story and just how you got started with Music Gateway. Yes, yeah, so I, I was a musician first and foremost between the ages of about 15 till I hit my 40s. Tried to make it in music through the various routes. Got close a couple of times, but never had any kind of success. And then as you hit 40, you need to kind of get your life in order. And so I got various jobs. I worked in music stores for a number of years managing big music stores so places that would sell vinyls cds videos etc and then for my sins i went into car sales for a number of years and then i came back out of that went into a different industry and then this opportunity with music gateway came up where it just seemed to it, it seemed to be the right kind of synergy for everything that I'd done previously because I've, I've built teams, I've done sales and I'm music obsessed. So it was a way to go in through the door and to just do something that feels really worthwhile. And it's, you know, I, I do music for a living nowadays, albeit not creating it. You know, I still create in my spare time of logic, but and I'm able to help. Well, the, me and the teams are able to help independent artists. As you say, we want to empower them to get to kind of the next steps on the ladder. Hmm. Very cool. Yeah, that's an interesting background. Yeah, going from uh, car car sales as like part, part of your journey. And, and and I mean, honestly, there there's definitely some, uh, the traditional 
I don't know, cliche that you think of as a car salesman is sort of like a bad car salesman where it's like they're over the top and they try to, you know, whatever. But there are, I really come to respect sales you know, as a, a very, I don't know what the right word, almost sacred responsibility like and, and benefit. Like you can provide so much value by being a good salesperson as long as you're – it depends on what you're selling, I guess, right? If you truly yeah. really believe in what, what you're selling and you're offering a way to the right person, then mm-hmm. your ability to sell something to them can change their life for the better. And in a lot of times, we really need that someone to hold our hand and kind of help guide us towards making that leap of faith and that decision. So I have a, a ton of respect for sales when, when done in, in the right way. And it's something that I think is a really healthy perspective to bring to musicians because traditionally, you know, we're so anti, anti-sales or anti-business. Yeah. Like we, we want to be authentic with, with our music and, and we might not fully recognize the benefits of, of sales and really kind of taking that approach to building a sustainable and thriving music career. So maybe you could t- talk a little bit about that perspective and what you've noticed when it comes to the artists that you're working with. You know, what are some of the biggest challenges that you see them struggling with when, when it comes to yeah. growing their music career? Well, we, what we're trying to do with Music Gateway and more and more we're being more successful with it is trying to, as you were just saying with sales, trying to take the transactional element out of it and have real life calls with these people you know we're picking up the phone they've come to us with their music we're picking up the phone speaking to them listening which to me is the most important thing with sales listening to understand what it is they're trying to achieve what budget they might have what their goals and aspirations are and because we offer pretty much we, we offer playlisting services we offer radio digital marketing and press there's a number of areas is we can place an artist but I, th- I think one of the biggest things that independent artists get wrong is the fact that promo costs money you know they think you're signed to a major label they go well I'll, I'll just you know if I'm signed to a record label I don't have to pay for my promotion or my the advertising in the magazine whatever it might be and you actually have to point out that you know, Ed Sheeran, every CD that's ever been pressed with Ed Sheeran's name on it, he's paid for, you know, and he's and often he's paid with a smaller percentage than he's getting off off the albums with with the old model of the record companies, as you, as you well know. So the first thing for musicians to realize it is they have to invest. They have to invest in their art and their craft to to get them heard. You're not going to be heard unless you put some the effort into it as well as finding some finance to help your campaign in the first place. Secondly, I would say one of the biggest things we come across is independent musicians without realistic goals. So they'll speak to our team and they'll say, I want, I want to be featured in press and I want to be in Billboard magazine or the main Rolling Stone. And you have to point out that it's not going to happen it's you know with the best will in the world it's not going to happen at this point it's it's about those baby steps to the next levels so they can get a bigger following spotify is huge for independent artists their follower counts things like that so it so it it may be the number of streams they want or they want guaranteed spotify editorial playlists it might be that they want to be played on radio one in the uk which is 
impossible if you're not a major artist. So I think a lot of the things are just realistic goals and, and understanding that it's not going from the first step on the ladder to the 10th step. It, it's about building it and growing it in everything that they're doing. Mm. Yeah, that's, that's a really valuable perspective, I think, and a good reminder that what comes to mind as you describe that is this analogy I think about all the time when it comes to growth and investment and how important it yeah. is that you know, something doesn't come from nothing. You know, that's just like the way it lands. Something doesn't come from nothing. And and your music career is like, you know, planting a, a seed and nurturing it into a, a, a tree. And that takes time and, and energy and, and nurturing and investment and fertilizer and like and putting it and rarely, rarely you might have some of those cases where it's like bamboo and just shoots up really fast. But normally, you know, what it, what it looks like is more along the lines of the seed starts to blossom. And there's a little seed, you start to see some results, but it's it's not like a giant tree immediately, right? And and that can be discouraging because people are like, oh, I just, just a little tree. It's like, well, like, you know, that's progress. And you can see it and it's growing. Yeah. It's moving in the right direction. And yeah, yeah it's going to take that investment to get to a point where the fruit you know, starts to start to fall and it does kind of take that that right mindset right to to have that longer term vision while still so here, here's a question for you how can someone who's listening to this know whether the investments that they're making are paying off in the right way versus yeah. when it's time to pivot or when it's not really working out and they should try a different strategy so we've got lots of artists who we call mg artists as a music because they've come back to us for at least a second time some people are on their third fourth release with us which is really good and we can see the traction each campaign as long as it's being done right they're gaining traction each time we'll have that kind of waterfall strategy of if they've released a track out onto spotify and it's doing well and it's picked up traction and the monthly followers and listeners have gone up then to get the next track out as quickly as possible before all those kind of stats dip the the, the main thing that a lot of people will spend like you know 50 bucks to get themselves a hundred thousand streams and and that's really the pitfalls you've got to spend you've got to spend kind of good money we you know our campaigns aren't ridiculously expensive but they're not because we get involved in every aspect and every single part of it, an intro call after the campaign signed, a midpoint call during the campaign, the networks we built with people, you know, we're not that cheap option that people try and get. And, and unfortunately, a lot of independent artists will use bots because they'll, they'll just see numbers and they'll see, look, I can get 100,000 streams or 10,000 streams, or whatever it may be, for a certain amount of money, a very small amount of money. So they think, well, why should I go with a music promotion company that's charging maybe 10 times more than that for 10,000 streams potentially or 5,000 streams? Well, the difference is if, if you've got 100,000 streams from bots, you've got no real engaged audience. All right, let's take a quick break from the podcast so I can tell you about a free special offer that we're doing right now exclusively for our podcast listeners. So if you get a ton of value from the show, but you want to take your music career to the next level, connect with a community of driven musicians and connect with the music mentors directly that we have on this podcast, 
Or if you just want to know the best way to market your music and grow an audience right now, then this is going to be perfect for you. So right now we're offering a free two-week trial to our Music Mentor coaching program. And if you sign up in the show notes below, you're going to get access to our entire Music Mentor content vault for free. The vault's organized into four different content pillars. The first being the music, then the artist, the fans, and last but not least, the business. When you sign up, you'll unlock our best in-depth masterclasses from a network of world-class musicians and industry experts on the most cutting-edge strategies right now for growing your music business. On top of that, you'll get access to our weekly live masterminds where our highest level modern musician coaches teach you exactly what they're doing to make an income and an impact with their music. Then once a month, we're going to have our Music Mentor Spotlight Series. And that's where we're going to bring on some of the world's biggest and best artist coaches and successful musicians to teach you what's working right now. And one of the most amazing parts is that you can get your questions answered live by these top level music mentors. So a lot of the people that you hear right here on the podcast are there live interacting with you personally. So imagine being able to connect with them directly. On top of all that, you'll get access to our private music mentor community. And this is definitely one of my favorite parts of Music Mentor and, and maybe the most valuable is that you're going to have this, this community where you can network with other artists and link up, collaborate, ask questions, get support, and discuss everything related to your music career. So if you're curious and you want to take advantage of the free trial, then go click on the link in the show notes right now and you can sign up for free. Uh, from there, you can check out all of the amazing content, uh, connect with the community, and sign up for the live masterclasses that happen every week. This is a gift for listening to our podcast for the show. Um, so don't miss it out. Go sign up for free now and uh, let's get back to our interview. And it's very easy to see. Follower accounts don't go up. We, it's one of the first things we do. If we'll, we'll check someone's Spotify and if they've one of their tracks has got, I don't know, let's say 100,000 streams again, but they've got 120 monthly listeners you know, you know straight away that they've maybe unsuspectingly, but they've paid for botted streams. So it, it doesn't really help. Doesn't help their fan base. Doesn't help their follow account. It hurts the Spotify algorithm that you want to sit in nicely, and ultimately your songs can be taken down by Spotify. And we have had a few examples where people have come to us where they've dealt with other promotion companies where those tracks are, are completely taken down from Spotify. So I, I suppose, so when do they, when do they know if it's working or not? Well, we only know kind of with our long-term artists that we're seeing traction get more and more on each release. They're being featured in more publications and, and higher end publications compared to what they were, their streams are going up, their follower counts going up, and their pre-saves and things like that for their tracks are increasing as well. So I don't think there's a point where someone thinks now's the time to just quit it. And, and unless just their music isn't connecting with anyone, but that's that's very rare these days with so many genres and so many options and and weird and wonderful ways that music's kind of placed into people's ears now. Mm. Awesome. Yeah, that makes a ton of sense that you need to be careful about the strategies that you're using. I mean, especially nowadays, it seems like one of the byproducts of social media and the internet is, <laughs> I've heard it called comparisonitis, but yeah. You know, looking at people's follower accounts, especially, and feeling 
like our self-worth is connected to our numbers of followers or number of monthly listeners or streams. And that can, yeah, that can be challenging. It can feel, make you feel like you're not good enough just because you're looking yeah. at and you're comparing yourself to someone else that's millions. And that can lead to wanting to fill that gap, fill that void with fake botted followers or play counts just to artificially boost things. So it sounds like what you're saying is that the, the downside of doing that is that you're not really building an engaged relationship with real fans when you do that. And the, the actual engagement is off. So you might see only a few hundred monthly listeners, but like streams and most people that are in the industry can kind of see through that. Yeah. And you might even in worst case, you know, get kicked off of Spotify and lose your songs because you're using botted streams. So, um, how would you, how do you recommend that people can avoid choosing the wrong services? Like, what, are there any kind of tall tale signs that you look for when it comes to choosing the right service that's going to be legitimate, that's going to minimize fake streams? Yeah, definitely. It's, it's where you're guaranteed a certain amount of streams. Now, we do it slightly differently. We've built up relationships with a network of really good playlist curators across the globe, all kinds of different genres. And their playlists are pleased, if you, if you like. So we're constantly looking to see if there's any strange activity in these playlists. You know, follow accounts suddenly increase in one day after another by 10,000 or, or dip in the other way. So we can we know that we can get behind uh, around x amount of streams for a certain track but it's not guaranteed and we will sometimes say the lower amount we feel we can get but we can give our artists a, a good indicator according to the playlist that we're going to use about the number of streams that they can get and hopefully we exceed their expectations because that's what you so that's that's been working really well so we will give an approximate amount of streams but if you ever see guaranteed amounts of streams for any form of money then steer way clear because it it will be botted that's the only way someone can guarantee an, an x amount of streams mm, interesting yeah so one kind of tall tale giveaway is if there's guaranteed amounts of streams then usually the strategy to do that is sort of using bot traffic in order yes. to generate those streams versus if you're using it sort of like the proper way to do it, which is by building a relationship with these curators, then it's not guaranteed anything, but you can have approximate counts based on the, the, the network of curators. Yeah. And, and the genre it may be, we'll, we'll often pass the track out first to the network and see what their response is and people will say yeah i'll, I'll put that on my playlist so we we, we can kind of work it out to some extent to some extent cool now that's, that's really interesting i mean like the whole model of playlist curators and that network is pretty interesting so just to kind of put it in perspective, maybe you can share a little bit about your process for building those relationships and the legwork that you really had to put into building that network. So two things. One, if there's someone here right now who, yeah, I always look at it this way when it comes to investing, investing, right? You need something to like create something like you need to invest something to build a successful career and you're either investing your time or your money. 
And if you don't have money, then you should probably be investing your time in <laughs> ideally investing your time in a way that's going to help you make money, then you can buy back your time. But if someone just has a lot of time right now, then, and they were willing to really hustle their butts off and try to build relationships with either fans and or playlist curators in the right way. Well, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on, on that. And then just to give a, a general like appreciation for how you built your network of these playlist curators and what it would look like for if they were going to take that energy and kind of do it on, on their own, what would that look like? Yeah, so I think building relationships with curators, the independent curators, is, is hard if you're just doing it yourself. You can through your Spotify for Artists, you can put your track up for editorial placement. If, if the track's not out yet, it's coming out in 14 to 7 days' time. And you can get placed on those big editorial placements. A couple of weeks ago, we got five of our artists on editorial placements. That's a big win for us because they're the things that people want. But I, th I think because Music Gateway is, is known, you know, it's a worldwide Thing. A lot of people reach out to us, want to work with us. They realise there's opportunities there, financial opportunities for themselves. You know, so a lot of it has come from people reaching out to us. We actually ask for on our music gate platform. We actually ask curators to reach out to us, and then we will check. That's what I was saying. We will check the way their playlists are run, and if if they're if, if they're big enough, because we don't want people with playlists who've only got like 200 monthly listeners or you know, signed up for. So some of the bigger ones we'll, we'll have conversations with and, and you just find it, it starts to snowball. And, but it has, it has taken us a lot of time to find the right networks of people. But yeah, I don't think people could get on the same playlists as we get them on. Now, if they try to approach these people themselves, I think that's where a third party like ourselves comes in. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's super interesting. It kind of reminds me of the music licensing world and having a publisher that yeah, technically, you know, you could try to build these relationships with supervisors by yourself and you could try yeah. to reach out and connect with them. But these are people that are very busy and often will look to these publishers, which are like a filter or a bridge that's more vetted that yeah. you know can can aggregate those those distributions. And so it sounds like the way that you operate is really similar to a publisher in the sense that you save a ton of time for artists trying to reach out and build these connections with playlisters independently. And because of that, it's also helped you to build a network with these playlist curators. And they'll even reach out to you because they know that you have a network. And so you do provide this, this value in terms of connecting artists with the right playlist curators in a way that's going to save you know, a lot of time versus trying to reach out directly to these playlist curators. And it might be hard to get on their radar otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. And it's funny you mentioned the sync and the music licensing because Music Gateway started off as a kind of sync model we have got placements with all kinds of things you know from netflix to universal to we've got some good things and music supervisors like working with us so it's mainly on our online music gateway so not part of the music promotions as such 
opportunities will be pitched that our guys have they've they've got the relationships with music supervisors music supervisors will reach out say we want a 70s pop type sound for this thing coming up and we'll put those opportunities on our platform so members um or subscribers can they can actually actively pitch to those opportunities and we we've had a lot of success in that area and the reason again that the music supervisors like working with a company like ourselves is because it's easy clearance on the tracks because the the rights holders are normally one person so if they hear a great piece of music that they know will fit they know pretty much that it can get cleared straight away it's not going to be bogged down for months and months on end through various legalities so yeah we're, we're kind of we're we're doing well in the sync space as well mm. Very cool. That's awesome. I didn't, I didn't realize that there was a, like a sync component to it, but it yeah. makes a lot of sense too. I'd be curious to hear your take on, I think a lot of times independent artists feel like they are missing out or like they, they might not fully appreciate the benefits of being a fully independent artist. And one of the things you just mentioned is how you have 100% ownership of your rights. And it's so easy for you to be able to take your assets and be able to you know, provide service with it like that. So I'd love to hear your take on you know, kind of the pros and cons of being an independent artist versus signing to a record label. Well, I think, you know, I think the old model, the old model was you would be advanced X amount of pounds. But what they didn't tell you was you had to pay that X amount of pounds back by the percentage of your cut from cd sales you know so if the record company could have broken even years ago but you're still paying off your advance the management side of it they're taking their 15 20 percent you owe a lot of people your cake you're spitting it out to loads of different people and you're not left with much as like you just said michael the independent artist artists they can maintain a hundred percent if that's what they want at, at this point in their career obviously if they get to a point where a manager is going to come in and it's a really good manager or there is a label opportunity then they're going to have to give you know slices of that pie away but at this point in their career they don't need to give anything away the other thing we do is artist development so we work with a a group of artist development managers who have worked with some of the big names out there from Elton John, Metallica, Emily Sandy, Biffy Clyro, and some of them are still involved in working with these people. So we will set up sessions. So it will be online, but it will be like an hour with, the, with an artist and an artist manager. And they might pay for three sessions and it might just be about branding or whatever it might be, but they can get this advice from seasoned professionals Again, they, it's a one-off payment. They don't lose any of their, they're not giving away 20% of anything to get advice from people who have managed some big artists. They, they're getting it there and then, and then that's it. They're still maintaining 100%. So I think at this kind of level, the artists that we see, there's no reason to give any percentage away. And we try and make it everything we provide for artists we we try and make it so they retain everything 
all, all their rights. We don't take any of an artist's rights at any point in the journey, whatever service they may be using. Mm. Awesome. That's super cool. And yeah, it definitely seems like there's a, <clears throat> there's a movement happening towards valuing consulting and coaching. And it is amazing that you can pay for advice or pay for consulting or coaching and not give up 20% of your rights, but you know, be able to access 30 plus years of, of wisdom and experience. Yeah. Pretty, pretty dang special. It's really valuable, those, those kind of services, really is. Mm, cool. So what are some of the other biggest mistakes that you see artists making when it comes to, you know, let's maybe talk a little bit about, so you mentioned that there is this phase at the beginning where you, know, you need to be able to invest and be willing to be patient as the seed blossoms and grows into the tree. So what did it look like in terms of bridging the gap and when do you know when does it become sustainable in and of itself so they can continue to invest and focus more time on on the music i think that's one of the biggest things for an independent artist it is that understanding how much you've got to spend of your own money in the first place and and really the only time you're not going to be spending your own money is when you get that investment from someone big Whether that be an investment from a label or a development deal with a label, or it might just be an investor who believes in you. But right up until that, and obviously you're still going to be paying that money back over time, but you might have some bigger budgets to work with for that next stage of your career. We've we've had a couple of artists who have been picked up by management and labels off the back of the work that we've done with them. There's so many artists out there. That's that's probably another thing to mention is that with Spotify, I think it's something like 40,000 songs every day released on Spotify. Mm. So for your noise to be heard as such, you've got to stick your head above the parapet somehow. You, you've got to stand out from the noise. There's, there's different ways to do that. But I, th I think you've just got to make sure everything you do is of a certain quality or you've got a story to tell, you know, a, a great story with not so great music or amazing music with not such a great story. They'll both do, you know, but I, I think, yeah, I, th I think it's just important to know that and, until you get to that stage or until you're selling out shows and you're selling your merchandise at shows, that you, if, if you're serious about making it, whatever that means nowadays in music, whatever it means to you, however you define making it, in, in these first stages, you've got to invest. You really have, because otherwise you, you won't you won't be heard above all the other noise. Mm. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a, it's a hard pill to swallow sometimes to, to know that like, I mean, especially for artists who may not have a budget or may not have like really resources or come from humble beginnings or means. And yeah, I think that what, one thing to take away that, that you're saying isn't necessarily that you can't be successful unless you have money or unless you come from resources, 
right? Like there are ways to, to invest without having money to start out with, but it does mean that you're going to be investing a lot more of your time. And, and maybe it would be helpful to you know, figure out other ways you can raise money, you can fundraise money, yeah. either from family members or from you know, finding an investor that really believes in you. Or you could do something crazy like what my band did with tour hacking and actually walk up to fans waiting in lines for shows and sell CDs or you know, people pe- pe- face-to-face, do door-to-door sales essentially. But you know, there, there are, there's always a way. There's, there's always a way, but it, it, doesn't, it doesn't come just by itself. Like You do need to invest either your yeah. time or, or money. Well, um, we are aware that there are some artists out there who are fantastic artists who, for whatever reason, don't have budgets. So... If we get, we've had a couple of artists who have, because we get a lot of music every day, you know, a lot of music, we hear a lot. And we've had a couple of artists who have blown our minds. And then when we've spoken to them, they haven't got much budget, but we will want to work with them. And we will we will do whatever we can to work with them because it's good for us. If, if we're seeing an artist as well, who eventually does get to that next level and is signed up or is, successful beyond what your independent artist is at this point, then that's good for us. It's good for them to say, you know, it was Music Gateway who helped me on my journey and and invested in me. And the other thing we'll do is a couple of times a year, we'll run competitions where it's, it's, we'll give away free music promotion. So that gives those artists that chance to get investments rather than the other way around. Mm. That's awesome. That's so great that you do that. And yeah, I know for, for our band, when we first started out and we, we definitely didn't have any budget to, to work with. And it was because of you know, acts of kindness or acts of service, like what you've, what you talked about that we were able to get our head start. I remember we played a bunch of battle of the bands and we won, okay. there's one battle of the bands that, was like twelve thousand dollars and in rewards, and that was that was huge for us back then. I remember getting our first trailer by approaching local businesses in a small town in Vermilion, South Dakota, which is like two thousand people live there. And there's these local businesses that we approached, and we offered to bring them on as a sponsor and put a sticker of their logo on our band's trailer. And we paid the $2,500 trailer by, you know, getting fundraising from local businesses and getting their stickers on the trailer, which arguably may, may or may not have you know, returned their investment. But it's so cool that, that you guys are able to kind of give back and, and service, service artists by doing contests and having giveaways and, and helping out artists no matter where they're at. So, hey man, it's been awesome, awesome connecting with you today. And thank you for taking the time to to share your experience and wisdom around specifically how to invest in the right way, right? Because the last thing you want is to, you know, invest in a fake bot, you know, service that could get you taken down of, of all your platforms. And and then you, you know, and that's worst case scenario and best case scenarios that, you know, that you'd be messing up the algorithm and screwing up your, your numbers. So super valuable. And for anyone who's listening to this right now who would like to connect more or learn more about what you offer at Music Gateway, what's the best best step for them to take to learn? Just literally go on the, on the website, which is musicgateway.com, one word. So yeah, that's it. Everything's on there, links to all, all the things we've talked about. Lots of frequently asked questions as well. We, we do loads of blogs on there. We're full of great advice. We've got free tools on there where you don't need to be a member to use free mastering, things like that. Um, so yeah, just musicgateway.com, jump on there, 
and you, you'll find everything in the in the one place. All right, beautiful. Well, like always, we'll put the the link in the show notes for easy access. And thanks again for taking the time. It's been been a lot of fun talking with you today. And yourself. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Mike. Yeah. Hey, it's Michael here. I hope that you got a ton of value out of this episode. Make sure to check out the show notes to learn more about our guest today. And if you want to support the podcast, then there's a few ways to help us grow. First, if you hit subscribe, then that'll make sure you don't miss a new episode. Secondly, if you share it with your friends or on your social media, tag us. That really helps us out. And third, uh, best of all, if you leave us an honest review, it's going to help us reach more musicians like you who want to take their music careers to the next level. The time to be a modern musician is now, and I look forward to seeing you on our next episode.